When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Bitcoin is hitting or just hit a two-week low, and not to mention Sam Bankman-Fried is selling FTX to Binance to fully acquire it. That's right. As their bank run drained their Bitcoin reserves, this was breaking news. FTX halted all withdrawals officially this morning, according to on-chain data. Then SBF came out and made an official statement along with CZ, the Binance CEO, quoting him here. This afternoon, FTX asked for our help. There is a significant liquidity crunch to protect users. We signed a non-binding LOI intending to fully acquire FTX.com and help cover the liquidity crunch. We'll be conducting a full D&D in the coming days. I'll be breaking down this full saga for you. Also, as Will and Clemente points out, Bitcoin long-term hodlers are unfazed as their aggregated hodlings continue to push to new all-time highs. They now hold over 72% of the total Bitcoin supply. Now for a fun fact, 12 years ago today, the total value of the entire Bitcoin and all of existence was only one million dollars let that sink in we've gone a long way to say the least also in today's show ethereum shanghai upgrade eip 3651 to cut the gas fees for key network participants also in today's show investors are increasingly confident in ripple's victory over the sec according to CoinShares, i'll be breaking down the latest developments in this case also in today's show crypto will eventually enjoy mass adoption according to the mastercard ceo what does this look like we'll be discussing it. Also in today's show, U.S. announces a historic $3.36 billion of crypto seizure as Silk Road Bitcoin thief pleads guilty. That's right. The man who stole over 50,000 BTCs from the Silk Road marketplace has officially pleaded guilty. And according to the U.S. Department of Justice, the seizure was then the largest crypto seizure in the history of the DOJ. It remains the department's second largest financial seizure ever. <laughs> Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone tuning in to today's episode. I am JV, and I am your host. This is podcast episode number 1098 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. Today is November 8th, 2022, and a lot of excitement happening right now on crypto Twitter and across the entire crypto sphere. So without further ado, let's dive right in, shall we? And let's actually start with a market watch, checking out Coin360. Let's refresh for the latest update. You can see Binance Coin, the only crypto in the top 10, currently bumping and in the green, thanks to CZ's recent 
uh, acquisition of FTX, which is already in the process. We have Binance Coin up about 9% for the day, trading at $366. We got Bitcoin pulled back quite a bit, now under 20,000, down 4% for the day, trading at 19,800. We have Ether down almost 5%, maintaining just above $1,500, while many of the top cryptos are also in the blood red, including XRP down 7% for the day, trading at 44 cents. Dogecoin down 8%, trading at 10.5 cents. And Matic down about 9%, trading at $1.15. And checking out uh, coinmarketcap.com, the current crypto market cap is sitting just above that trillion dollar milestone with about $145 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The current Bitcoin dominance is currently 38.3% with the Ether dominance at 18.6%. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past 24 hours, we had BNB obviously leading the pack. Trading at 365, followed by Pancake Swap up 5%, trading at around $5, followed by Chainlink up 4%, trading at $8.83. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week. You can see now the majority of the alts are back in the red after this massive correction, after the market started to tank. And as you can see, the big winners for the week are OKB up 37%, Maddox still up about 30%, and WeMix up about 35%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, shows we're currently rated a 31 in fear. Yesterday, a 33. Last week, a 30. And last month, a 22 in extreme fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign investors are too worried. That could be a great buying opportunity, aka BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So there you have it. Lots happening. I want to welcome everyone on the live stream here with us uh, today. Let's dive right into our uh, technical analysis and see what's happening in uh, the market, shall we? Here we go. Bitcoin price hits two-week lows as FTX bank run drains Bitcoin reserves. That's right. Bitcoin and crypto markets fell heavily into November 8th as contagion from the FTX debacle has spilled over, which we can see here in the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Now, data from Cointelegraph Markets Point Trading View should Bitcoin falling to 19.3 on Bitstamp, its lowest level since October 25th. And along with altcoins, large and small, Bitcoin already begun to show weakness as moves by Binance to cancel the exposure to FTX's in-house FTT token were confirmed by the Binance CEO in a Twitter thread later on November 7th. CZ defended the decision while FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried attempted to reassure markets that his trading platform was solvent, quoting Zhao here, which is CZ. There were questions about a large $580 million FTT deposit to Binance, and we were transparent about the fact that we are closing our FTT position, is where he shared in that tweet, and then Bankman Fried's appeal, meanwhile, appeared to fall on deaf ears. Overnight, FT saw, FTX saw a surge in withdrawals with monitoring resources, even showing negative Bitcoin balances for the exchange wallets. Data from on-chain analytics platform CryptoQuant put FTX's Bitcoin balance reduction on November 7th alone at negative almost 20 
thousand BTC. So I hope you heeded those warnings we've been sharing with you as I even shared in great detail yesterday. If you have any crypto sitting on exchanges such as FTX, remove it immediately. And then lo and behold, uh, they started, you know, freezing withdrawals and all of that stuff. Now it's Bitcoin reserves were reportedly just 7.1 BTC at the time this article was published. Further data showed with this potentially due to changes in wallet management. Now FTX, the number two crypto exchange is experiencing a bank run, said Jack Nyward, the founder and investor of Crypto Pragmatics, began an investigative Twitter thread by stating, pushed to the brink by a debt crisis and an announcement from its number one competitor, $1 billion has bled out from the platform in the last few days. And in another of many reactions to the ongoing turmoil, on-chain analyst Dylan LeClaire argued that while it might not be over financially for FTX, the transparency of its operations was the cause for concern. I don't think it is probable that FTX is insolvent, but I think the Alameda worries are notable, if nothing else, is what he shared. I don't think FTX goes down. Might be, but I don't think so, said Vande Pop, quitting him here. Binance simply wants to sell the position due to the reasons discussed, through which a sell-off was initiated. Bit different from Luna and Celsius, but similarities as well. Now, meanwhile, Bitcoin gives up on the $20,000 mark. Bitcoin recovered just $400 from its lows on the day, making 20000 once more out of reach. And further volatility was on the horizon. Meanwhile, the U.S. state's midterm election combined with CPI data is due for release on November 10th, which is right around the corner. FTT tanking heavily, though, which also Bitcoin and the rest of the market show some weakness. Vende Pop summarized, and for its part, FTT managed to stage a modest comeback on the day after falling to lows of just above $15. And I'm going to be, uh, as you can see here, the breaking news uh released this morning as per on-chain data. FTX appears to have stopped processing withdrawals and SBF has came out with a thread surrounding all of this, which I'm going to be saving for a little later here in the show, as well as CZ's official response. And he has some pretty, in, uh, pretty important updates as well. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm going to be sharing with you. And as I shared uh, in the intro, we now have 72% of the Bitcoin supply, which has not moved when my long-term hodler is out. And a fun fact, 12 years ago today, the total value of all the Bitcoin in existence was only a million dollars. Could you imagine? So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding the ongoing saga between Bankman Freed as well as uh, CZ? And what are your thoughts surrounding uh, Bankman Freed selling uh, FTX to CZ uh, so that he could remain in business? It's actually quite uh, interesting. I don't know all the details yet because in those threads, they just literally appeared right when I was about to start the recording of the show. So we're going to be going through it indefinitely towards the end of the show. But without further ado, now let's discuss the latest of what's going on with Ethereum with their latest uh, Shanghai upgrade. Ethereum Shanghai upgrade, which is the next major upgrade post-merge, is slated for the second half of 2023. The upgrade would be a key milestone as it would allow holders who have staked their Ethereum for years to withdraw them systematically and make the network 
more scalable. And apart from some of the major scalability upgrades, the key event would also tuck in a few minor Ethereum improvement proposals, EIPs including 3651, 3855, and 3860. And among all the upcoming improvement proposals, 3651 called the warm, called warm Coinbase and could be a game changer that could reduce network fees for some of the key network participants called builders. Now, quoting uh, Coinbase uh, here, or actually this is Tim Biko, one of the developers of Ethereum, doing so would reduce fees for calls that make transfers to the Coinbase address, which is frequently used in the system like Flashbots. So ultimately saying you'll be able to send Ethereum to Coinbase without any gas fees is uh, what he's hinting at. And as the name suggests, builders are responsible for packaging Ethereum transactions into blocks, thus called block builders. These uh, transactions are then forwarded to validators who put them in a proper order in the blockchain. These builders are paid by traders to arrange transactions in a block in a certain order, meaning traders pay higher gas fees to get their transactions validated earlier. And currently, Flashbots is the biggest builder in the Ethereum ecosystem, accounting for 80% of relayed blocks. And while validators using builders will benefit the most from this upgrade, traders who use builders to execute their trades could also benefit as they no longer have to pay transaction fees for failed trades. Now, traders are currently charged for failed transactions, as well as because miners need to confirm transactions to the chain, whether they succeed or fail. Now, the testnet version of the Shanghai upgrade, dub Shengdong, went live on October 18th, and the Ethereum developers will be working on various implementations until September 2023. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this Ethereum Shanghai upgrade? And do you think this is good for traders trading Ethereum? Potentially, uh, again, zero gas fees when sending your ETH to Coinbase. I think that's a great sign, but we need zero gas fees everywhere, or at least competitive gas fees, as right now the gas fees typically are more than what the average transaction on the Ethereum blockchain is, which is absolutely outrageous. So without further ado, now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest developments between Ripple Labs and the SEC. As the saga here also continues, recent developments in the Ripple versus the SEC case appear to have bolstered investor confidence in XRP-tied investment products, according to investment data from CoinShares. Now, in its latest digital asset fund flows published on November 7th, Butterfield noted that X XRP investment products have seen a third consecutive week of institutional inflows clocking in at $1.1 million. Butterfield said that the fingers imply improving investor confidence as the SEC case against Ripple looks increasingly fragile. The last week, we've seen Ripple Labs gaining increasing support from heavy hitters in the crypto industry, including Coinbase and the Blockchain Association. In a November 4th post, General Counsel for Ripple, Stuart Aldery, announced that to his 89,000 followers, a dozen independent voices, companies, developers, exchanges, public interests, and trade associates, retail holders have offered their help to explain how dangerously wrong the SEC is, which he outlined here in this Twitter a thread. A dozen independent voices, companies, developers explain how dangerously wrong SEC is. The SEC's response, we need more time not to listen or engage, but to blindly bulldoze on. And he makes a great point. And other entities in support of Ripple include nonprofit organization investor Choice Advocates Network, Crypto Mobile App, Spend the Bits, and Crypto Council for Innovation, as well as the XRP, Decentralized Community. In total, there are 12 independent entities pledging legal support for Ripple, including Coinbase. However, despite the support, 
court. Both sides are calling for a summary judgment. The case would still take months, according to the Ripple CEO, Brad Garlinghouse, who spoke at the DC FinTech Week on October 11th. Garlinghouse speculated that the case would be wrapped up by the first half of 2023, but admits that is only a guess. In a recent ruling by the U.S. District Court in favor of the SEC against blockchain-based file sharing and payment network, LBRY, I don't know if that's pronounced library, could complicate the Ripple case as well. Jeremy Hogan, partner at Hogan & Hogan, told his 238,000 Twitter followers he expects the results of the case to make its way into the SEC's final brief in the Ripple case. As he shares here, library fought the good fight but lost at a summary judgment. The judge hung his hat largely on the fact that there was essentially no use for the tokens at the time of sales. I would expect this case to make its way into the SEC's final brief in the Ripple case. We also have crypto lawyer John Deaton, who appeared to still be bullish about Ripple's chance of winning the case in a Twitter post. Deaton said that the recent ruling doesn't shake my confidence at all, teasing a lengthier explanation of his 224,000 followers on November 8th. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding these latest developments with Ripple Labs versus the SEC? Do you feel the SEC is obviously overreaching? And do you think that XRP can potentially be deemed a security by the regulator? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss mass adoption as per the MasterCard CEO. Crypto assets like Bitcoin alt such as Ethereum, stablecoins, and NFTs share one objective to be a part of the global mainstream financial system, but ideas such as decentralization and the lack of clear framework that allow digital asset classes to be easily associated with illicit activities continue to slow down the process for the wider acceptance and more usage of digital currencies. In fact, according to data from Chainalysis, after reaching its all-time high in the second quarter of 2021, when Bitcoin hit 69,000, global adoption of crypto fell during the third quarter of the same year as prices plummeted. However, during the last three months of 2021, adoption statistics went back up courtesy of a massive rally that saw many digital currencies hit their own all-time highs. And meanwhile, over the last two quarters of 2022, there was noticeable decrease in acceptance and uses related numbers as the tokens entered its bearish cycle. This indicated that digital currency assets still have a lot to do to reach that certain level of adoption they've been waiting for, a sentiment that is recently re-echoed by the MasterCard CEO, Michael Maybach. That's right, the chief executive officer of the second largest payment processing corporation worldwide was recently interviewed and had a chance to share his thoughts about the future role of cryptocurrencies. Quoting him here, I think it's a long way to go before crypto becomes mainstream, he shared. And he also added that because more attractive is more appropriate regulations covering already in one place, meaning once we get this regulation, we're likely to see the market to explode. The MasterCard CEO pointed out there's a significant increase in the number of large investors willing to put money on digital currencies, but are discouraged because due to that lack of comprehensive rules, this makes protective investors clueless. I'm sorry, prospective investors clueless as to how they can safely enter the space and how they can protect their assets, especially that the industry is ravaged by the news of cyber attacks from time to time. Now, in a report released by Chainalysis, it was revealed that the U.S. ranked only fifth of the top 20 countries for global crypto adoption. Uh, crypto adoption. Three Asian nations, Vietnam, Philippines, and India, and Ukraine rounded up the top five list, while Pakistan, Brazil, Thailand, Russia, and China made it to the top 10. And of the 20 countries ranked by the analytics firm, there were 10 nations under the category of lower middle income, while eight belong to the upper middle income bracket. The U.S. and the U.K. are the only two countries classified as high income territories. And meanwhile, among other major victories scored by cryptos in its attempt for greater mass adoption is Bitcoin being declared a legal tender in El Salvador and Tron crypto assets attaining the same status and common worth of Dominica. 
That's interesting. Are you saying that Tron has legal uh, tender status in Dominica? That's interesting. That's new news to me. If you knew that, let me know uh, in the comments below. And very interesting, as we all know, as MasterCard is one of the largest payment rails uh, in the world. So for them to say that mass adoption is inevitable, only a matter of time once we get regulation, obviously it's a big deal, but still uh, preaching to the choir. But let's break down our next story of the day, and that's 50,000 Bitcoin being seized from uh, Silk Road, which is a pretty uh, big deal. The U.S. Department of Justice announced on Monday that James Zhang pleaded guilty on Friday to committing wire fraud in September of 2012 when he unlawfully obtained over 50,000 Bitcoin from the Silk Road dark web internet marketplace. The Justice Department also announced a historic $3.36 billion crypto seizure in connection to the case. Like, whoa, the DOJ explained that the law enforcement conducted a search at his house in Gainesville, Georgia, on November 9th of 2021 and seized approximately 50, wow, 1,676 Bitcoin valued at $3.36 billion at that time. Elaborating, this seizure was then the largest crypto seizure in the history of the U.S. Department of Justice and today remains the department's second largest financial seizure ever. He also had about 3,500 more Bitcoin from exchanging into Bitcoin over 50,000 Bitcoin cash, which he received following the Bitcoin blockchain fork in of the hard fork in August of 2017. He used an overseas crypto exchange for the conversion. And besides the Bitcoin seized at his house, he also voluntarily surrendered to the government additional Bitcoin belonging uh, beginning in the March of this year, revealed adding in total, he voluntarily surrendered over a thousand additional uh, Bitcoin, as you can see here in these official uh, photos, uh, which were shared. Now, the government is seeking the forfeit of approximately 51,000 Bitcoin, the DOJ noted. And at this time, Bitcoin trading at around uh, 20,000, that's roughly just over a billion dollars. Now his scheme to defraud the Silk Road marketplace, he executed a scheme to defraud the Silk Road marketplace of its money and property in September of 2012, according to the DOJ, adding that he was able to withdraw many times more Bitcoin out of the Silk Road than he had the positive in the first instance. For example, the Justice Department detailed the following September 19th, 2012. He deposited 500 Bitcoin into a Silk Road wallet. Less than five seconds after making the initial deposit, he executed five withdrawals of 500 Bitcoin in rapid succession. An example within the same second, resulting in a net gain of 2,000 Bitcoin. Wow. Holy moly, imagine you can take advantage of that glitch and just print BTC. Sign me up. On Monday, the U.S. government filed an amended preliminary order for forfeiture of the United States versus Ross Albright case, seeking to forfeit approximately 51,000 Bitcoin traceable to Silk Road, valued at $3.3 billion at the time of seizure. Silk Road's founder, Ross Albright, was convicted in 2015 and is currently serving a double life sentence, which in my opinion is outrageous. We need to free this dude. That's absolutely insanity. Plus, 40 years without parole. What's the purpose? purpose of sentencing someone to double life in prison. Are we living multiple lives? Are we cats now? Plus an additional 40 years? Come on now. U.S. District Judge Paul also entered a consent preliminary order for forfeiture on Friday for 154 Bitcoin, as well as other stuff. Uh, oh, my God. It's just like non-ending. Uh, but anyways, the metal seized consisted of four one-ounce silk. Yeah, they, so they also seized his precious metals. And following the Department of Justice announcement, some people on social media began noticing that one of his Bitcoin addresses revealed in a court document matches the one posted by Bitcoin Talk user Loaded. BitMEX Research tweeted, in March of 2017, Bitcoin Talk user 
user loaded, signed a message from an address with 40,000 Bitcoin asking to do a one-to-one swap for Bitcoin Unlimited with Roger Veer. It is now also appears that these funds have been seized by the U.S. authorities. So the saga continues. There you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this massive Silk Road seizure and Ross Albright serving double life sentences plus an additional 40 years for running a Silk Road? Let me know in the comments right down below. And now a quiz. What was the number one largest seizure of all time of crypto by the DOJ? Let me know in the comments below. And without further ado, now for the moment you've all been waiting for, let's dive deeper into the FTX drama and saga of Binance acquiring FTX and everything that just transpired here this morning before we dive into the live Q&A. So let's first start by pulling up this tweet by Sam Bankman-Fried, which he shared uh, this morning. Let's look at the timestamp. He shared this, uh, I'm sorry, 12.03 p.m. on November 8th, obviously today. Here's what he wrote. Hey, all, I have a few announcements to make. Things have come full circle and FTX.com's first and last investors are the same. We have come to an agreement on a strategic transaction with Binance for FTX.com pending DD, etc. And he continues, our teams are working on clearing out the withdrawal backlog as is. This will clear out liquidity crunches. All assets will be covered one-to-one. This is one of the main reasons we've asked Binance to come in. It may take a bit to settle, etc. We apologize for that. Number three, but the important thing is that customers are protected. Number four, a huge thank you to CZ, Binance, and all of our supporters. This is a user-centric development that benefits the entire industry. CZ has done and will continue to do an incredible job of building out the global crypto ecosystem and creating a freer economic world. Number five, I know there have been some rumors in media of conflict between our two exchanges. Obviously, the conflict is transparently apparent on crypto Twitter for the entire public to witness. However, Binance has shown time and time again they are committed to a more decentralized global economy while working to improve industry regulations with regulators. We are in the best of hands. Number six, note FTX US and Binance US are two separate companies and are currently impacted are not currently impacted by this. FTX's U.S. withdrawals are and have been live and is fully back one-to-one and operating normally. And uh, he continues... No, that's the end of it. <laughs> and so the memes are hilarious. Summary in a word. I am... Boom. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, CZ responded this afternoon. FTX asked for our help. There is a significant liquidity crunch to protect users. We signed a non-binding LOI intending to fully acquire FTX.com to help cover the liquidity crunch. We'll be conducting the full DD in the coming days. And he also shares there is a lot to cover and will take some time. This is a highly dynamic situation. and We are assessing the situation in real time. Binance has the discretion to pull out from the deal at any time. Discretion, sorry. We expect FTT to be highly volatile volatile in the coming days as things develop. Ain't telling no lies. Let's take a look at Binance coin right now. It's still pumping up about 5% trading at $353. And if we check out FTT coin, let's see if I can pull that up here. I don't know if you can see it on the screen, but it's currently trading at $12.50 and crashing extremely fast to say the least. And let's continue here in this thread. I also want to share some other uh, pretty interesting uh, things. He also just recently tweeted. He also says, stay safe. And I know he just shared another tweet here before I went live. So let's pull that one up. No, was that? Did I miss that one? He said, keep building steadily and consistently. But I actually want to pull up 
an interesting thread I shared uh, – I retweeted the other day regarding this whole debacle and how it took place because if you didn't see it and you don't know the nature of how this came into fruition, it's very interesting to know the, the history. So I'm going to pull that up. It's going to take me a second to pull it up. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Let's see here. Yeah, so it all initially uh, started here with this tweet from CZ 22 hours ago. I was out with friends yesterday when topics of well alerts came up. And following our principles, I decided to be transparent. I wrote a thread in five minutes and posted it. But little did I know it was going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Everyone wants more transparency in our industry, right? My tweets were simple. There were questions about a large $580 million FTT deposit into Binance. And we were transparent about the fact we're closing our FTT position. The fact that it sparked such levels of discussions was surprising. There were also conspiracy theories that I somehow orchestrated this whole thing. If you read this thread, you would appreciate that no one can orchestrate this. And it's an excellent thread here by Miles. If you haven't checked it out, I highly encourage you to check it out. I'm not going to read it all here because it's extremely lengthy and detailed, but it helped me understand this situation a lot further. And CZ also wrote, funny memes, media, and some people tried to color this as a fight. Sorry to disappoint, but I spend my energy building, not fighting. Today, I spent my day at our business and our community. I suggest others do the same. Back to build in. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this ongoing saga? And what do you think is likely to happen to the crypto market, which is the bigger picture? As obviously when Luna cla- uh, crashed, it created a huge debacle. Crypto markets went tanking uh, southwards, unfortunately. And right now we may be in a similar situation unless CZ, I guess, comes to the rescue and all just works out miraculously. I don't know, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts, what you feel regarding all of this. So please let me know your two Satoshis in the comments right down below.